0: And Welcome aboard the Battleship Retention. I'm Tyler Smith. I'm David Backs. And thank you for listening. David. Yes. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you. Yeah. Um,
1: I'm sure. uh, So wait, this episode is going up. It's not Christmas yet. Obviously not Christmas when we record this. We know that. Indeed. But we're also recording well in advance because you're going out of town for Christmas. But no, when this episode comes up, it will still not be Christmas.
0: Correct. Yes. Um, It'll be a few days before.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, Well, I guess it'll be Christmas Eve.
0: Will it be Christmas Eve? I thought Christmas was on a Wednesday. No, Christmas on Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay.
1: I, episodes come out on Mondays, right? I know that I put them up Sunday night. I, okay, officially I episodes come out on Mondays. Okay. So, so yes, a, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Happy Christmas Eve. I'm sure I'm doing lots of fun stuff right now. But here's the thing that has nothing to do with with uh, w- w- with Christmas, but just a bone to pick with. No, I know. Okay. You and I. Well, you have a you have a master's degree now, but we're not we're not professional journalists. We're right. not professional film critics. Right. We make a little money here and there, and people care about what we have to say for some reason. Um, and we are definitely beneficiaries of the internet fueled democratization of film criticism. Sure. Right. We've been able to forge this thing from literally nothing just because mm-hmm. the internet exists and we decided to say we're film critics, and kind of it became kind of a self fulfilling prophecy. Um, so I don't want to sound like I'm like kids these days. Like you were saying off mic, just Indeed. Like kids these days, but we need to understand a certain basic level of the academics of writing film reviews. Okay. And this is also goes for literature reviews, other things like that. Uh, theatrical reviews. Mm-hmm.
0: You write in the present tense when you're writing about a movie. Right. Yes. You mean like the events of the movie, like uh, yes,
1: or what? Let like the director does. You don't say the director. You know, you don't say uh, um, Alfonso Cuarón used a wide-angle lens. You say uh, he uses uh, a wide-angle lens. You're talking about a work yeah. of art that is in the eternal present. Yes. I I just I just want if you're a young person and you're planning on doing what we did. Well, again, Tyler went and got his. Message to me. Mm -hmm. But what we initially did, if you're planning on just jumping in and saying, Hey, I'm a film film critic now, because the internet lets you do that, I'm all for it. But there is a certain baseline. You have to understand how to write about movies. And one of those things is you write in the present tense.
0: (laughs) Right? Yes, to such a degree, there have been times when I'm writing something and I accidentally wrote, uh, I accidentally write um, used instead of uses. Mm -hmm. You know, simple mistake. But yeah. it is a mistake, yeah. and it's one that if I have pushed, and I, and I missed it, and I push publish, uh-huh. and then I see it later, I'm like, no! Like, I'm oh, yeah. so furious, because that's the kind of mistake that someone would not, would not see as a typo. Yes. Someone could, could think that I genuinely right. absolutely believed in using the past tense there, uh, and, uh, and they would think I was a big idiot, because yeah. had I done that, that's what I would be, yeah. a big idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I got to shape up.
1: Yeah. So just a, that's just a little tip for everyone out there. Movies take place in the eternal present. Forrest Gump, Forrest Gump didn't
0: go to Vietnam. Forrest Gump is always going to Vietnam. He is perpetually on his way. He's there and he's, ha- and he has been there.
1: Yes. At all time In times. deeps. <laughs> in the present tense. <laughs> well, eternal really, presence really took a turn. Another thing, this is another tiny thing. And this is more of a preference. Do you see? Okay. It's a you write, you publish a review of a movie, right? Mm-hmm. You don't publish a review for a movie no. or the rare on a review on a movie. No, you it's a review of a movie. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Don't don't tweet out. Hey, check out my review for Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Again, these are just tips that I'm giving to the younger up and coming. i you know, I've willed myself into film criticism yeah. writers, It's a review
0: of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, not for, not on. I think we're losing that one, though. Uh, A a hill that I was dying on for quite a while, and I had to force myself off of, and I'm still not fully off of, something is based on a story, not based off a story. It bothers me so much, and a lot of people say, oh, it's based off a true story. They write that? They say it and write it, yeah. Because I can
1: like, conversationally, I would I'd, I'd be more forgiving. Sure, if someone just said that. Oh, it's based off of this thing.
0: I probably even said it that way. I would never write based off. Uh, I have seen people write it, yeah. and it, and I part of me that's gets like, it. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, because you've heard that something is off base, but that's actually a very different, yeah. okay, concept. But it's it bothers me so much. But I've seen it written so often, yeah, that I feel like, all right, I'm I lost this one. Yeah, that seems like a conversational thing
1: that shouldn't be written, or should be written very cautiously. Like, right. like ends up or turns out. Like those are yeah. very conversational sure. terms. Be very careful how you use them in in your writing, or else you sound like. Uh, a middle school book report or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it is interesting when you get older, uh, and you, uh, long John Silver ends up finding the treasure. Yeah. Turns out who's there the whole time. Can you believe
0: it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there are things that as you get older and you, and you write, uh, reviews or really anything, academic papers in my case. Um, and there are just turns of phrase that are not wrong at all. Uh, huh but they fe- they start to feel wrong, like the phrase "got killed." Uh-huh. Nothing wrong with that. It's a phrase that people use, even yeah. in in, a, in an official capacity. But it just sounds so juvenile. Yeah, I wouldn't oh, write. Oh, he got
1: killed. Yeah, I wouldn't write that. Right? Say he was killed or was murdered or was yeah. slain.
0: Oh, there's a good one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, nothing officially wrong with it. Yeah. Not gra- gra- not grammatically incorrect. Plenty of people use it, but it f- just like the word got in general, yeah. uh, the, to the, and then describing uh, yeah. a state feels very wrong. I got sad. You know, that's, <laughs> you know, no one would ever say that.
1: But. Yeah. All right. So th- th- these are tips for, uh, uh, aspiring film critics with literally no training. <laughs> exactly. Um, but also just read, read film criticism, read it a lot. Do yeah. It. That's a good idea. Go okay. back
0: and, uh, go back and read, uh, Read James Agee. Have you read any James Agee? Uh, a little, yeah. Uh, Man, he was a good writer, and um, very and very straightforward in a lot of ways. He wasn't. He wasn't like Hemingway straightforward, where he just redu He just took out all adjectives or or whatever. But right. uh, but very straightforward and yet, descriptive. Not overly descriptive. Like he was just a. V- he wasn't my favorite film critic, but I, I read a lot of his stuff in uh, in grad school, and I came okay. to really respect actually, what he was doing. Read more of that stuff. Yeah.
1: I'm, I mean, this guy's still kicking to some extent, but I'm a big Jonathan Rosenbaum guy we talked <laughs> about in the last episode. Um, all right. We have to pay some bills, but first, Tyler got, I'm assuming, a Christmas present from a listener. Yeah. I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, Tyler got a Christmas present, and I didn't, but I'm just going to tell you that you can find the P.O. Box address on the website. Indeed. All right.
0: So this is from Adam Blount. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I I hope that it's like an actual, like, present or something? Yeah, there's could not be just, something like, some that you're
1: not, we're not going to
0: address. Yeah.
1: Okay, I'm having trouble with that one I, piece of I paper. I know. I should
0: have cut that side, too. Adam?
1: There you go. Okay. Oh, that's satisfying. I about even the listener found, found that satisfying? Yeah, that was quite nice.
0: Okay. Can't I can't, read read can't I cannot read all that. It's a, a, a personal. Oh, I um, was just going to say it's too long. <laughs> so, well, it's that, too. So you got some. All right. It's wrapped in paper.
1: Oh, Tyler's very happy about
0: it. It's a Christmas tree ornament of the Frank Gorshin Riddler. Oh, that is awesome. Adam, here's the deal. A little peek behind the curtain. The minute I got this, I thought, it's going to be a Riddler, and I'm going to already have it. I'm going to have to fucking fake it. Uh All right? I do not have this. I did not know it existed. Right. All right? I am absolutely thrilled. Adam, thank you so much. Oh, wow. That's great.
1: That's fantastic. Thank you, Adam.
0: Marvelous. Oh, Tyler's over the moon. I'm um, very excited. Uh, you know what else I'm excited about? What's that? Talking about our sponsors. Oh, indeed. Yes, I absolutely. I'm very excited about that. Uh, nothing in this world is free except this awesome Riddler Christmas tree ornament. All right. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Mubi, a curated online cinema that brings its members a handpicked selection of the best independent, international, and classic films. Every day, movie's curators introduce a new title, and you have 30 days to watch it. That means there's always 30 wonderful films to enjoy, all for only eight ninety nine dollars a month. Plus, when you use their mobile apps, you can download films to watch offline. Now... Here's the thing. We are recording this as David mentioned in advance so I can't speak to the movies that uh that uh, will be available uh when you're hearing this but I do know for a fact that the Paul that Paul Schrader's film Adam Resurrected will still be available. Um and so uh, as as will uh, was a touch of sin, right? Yeah. Uh they posted recently enough that I can speak with authority that they will still be available to you. So you can check those out and there's a special offer for listeners of battleship pretension. You can try movie free for a month. Just go to mooby.com. That's MUBI.com slash battleship to redeem now. Uh, and then this episode is also brought to you by the Dice Enthusiast Presents podcast. This podcast follows a group of friends trying to make it in a world where it seems like they have no control of the dice rolls and their lives keep getting more complicated as they just try to finish a year-long board game. In the final episodes, the friends find themselves lost in depression on vacation, trying to uh, trying their best to help one another out only to find that they actually can't even really help themselves. And once a revelation of one of the friends having a secret life is out in the open, the year seems to crumble apart and one of the players makes a terrible choice in an attempt to solve their problems. So you can catch up with the Dice Enthusiast Presents podcast at DiceEnthusiastPresents.com. Pardon me. Dice Enthusiast.com, uh, or you can go to com and click on the ad on the left hand side.
1: I'm going to tell you about dot tweaked com audio.com. Tweaked audio.com is where you go for professional quality earbuds in a variety of stylish styles and colorful colors. They look great, they sound great, and Tyler and I use them each and every day. Uh, we're recording this the same day we recorded the last one, so most of this is the same stuff, but I did think of another metal band whose albums I've uh, been catching up on at the end of the year. Now, I don't know, I'm sure you've been following. Uh, Tyler, the, the, the rise of bands like Deaf Heaven. And so hideous of and this sort of in recent years, this movement of sort of postmodernist black metal, right. You know, that, that brings in uh, elements of other, other
0: genres. Now it's uh, so hideous. Uh, the way I imagine you having to say it is like, <laughs> so hideous like that. Uh, that's not Do I say it, say it like that. No, I, oh, I, I just say bad. so
1: hideous. Um, but no, there's a new band, newish band that I've only just recently discovered. And you can tell how black metal they are because of how they they spelled their name. The name of the band is unrequited. But if you know any of the, our, my black metal heads in the audience already know what I'm going to say, the U is a V. Oh, of course. That's, 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 uh, but anyway, I'm, be, I'm being tongue-in-cheek uh, and all that, but um, they're really, really good. So that's another band that I've, uh, thanks to, uh, I think I read about them on MetalInjection.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one of the uh, uh, discoveries of 2018 for me, is the band Unrequited with a V instead of a U. Okay. Sounded great on my tweakedaudio.com earbuds you can find those at a low low price at tweakedaudio.com but if you use the offer code pretension at checkout you get one third off that already low low price and no shipping charges so please go to tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code PRETENTION. achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking what's your secret Let's get into it, shall we? Indeed. How are we feeling about this Christmas?
0: Uh, well, I mean, it's I'm feeling fine about it. <laughs> Me too. Um, but, uh, <laughs> For the purposes of yeah. the podcast. Feeling a little down, David. Feeling a little blue. A little, a little blue? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. I don't remember exactly where this came from uh well
1: you wanted to talk about christmas movies with darker elements mm. and i thought blue christmas would be a fun name for the episode and that Indeed. sort of focused us a little bit i think
0: yes very much so um i was thinking about so uh this last week i've been um teaching my middle schoolers about christmas movies and so i was talking about like the f- the the formulas of christmas movies did you show them batman returns again <laughs> I showed my college students that Uh, I showed my middle school students, uh, the nightmare before Christmas. Oh, I watched, uh, half of that this past week. And then I fell asleep. I've watched it three times with a fourth coming up. (laughs) I wish I had thought of that, uh, Uh, before I planned everything out. Uh, and I realized I could have changed it, but I also was like, eh, whatever it eats up an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. It's a very Um, short movie. Yeah. Uh, but if you only have to teach for two hours then Hey, all right, no problem. Um, but what I liked about it was that it it fits it fit really well, and because I taught them about stop motion animation last week and then this week, so it's stop motion, but also uh, it winds up being a very interesting blend of the various uh, Christmas formulas. But uh, in talking about the formulas, I came to realize that, and this is not a new concept, but Christmas, despite it being all about. You know, joy and optimism, and that's you know, and 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 togetherness, and all of these things. A huge portion of Christmas movies, and I would say Christmas stories, um, are incredibly dark. Yeah, and they feature, and sometimes it's just there's a kind of an overriding melancholy to it, and in other cases, there are specific plot points that are very, for lack of a better term, depressing. Uh, And I was trying to figure out why that is. And I do think that it has to do with this idea that that if you're going to show something that's joyous, then you have somebody go very much the opposite so that it's even more so when things go right. That's part of the
1: whole deal about Christmas is that at least in the northern hemisphere, it mm -hmm. takes place when it's cold. You got seasonal affective disorder outside. It's a bummer. (laughs) Yeah. But the the inside, the hearth is glowing and warm. And there's a tree with... Sparkly lights on it. Um, I think that's what. Like, uh, I will say for all of the lengths that studios go to at this time of year to um, to get you to think positively about their movies, inviting you to parties mm-hmm. with to levels with the stars and embarrass yourself in front of Rachel Vice um, <laughs> and that sort of thing. I feel like movies that I see at the end of the year benefit more from the fact that I'm watching the screener often in my living room with the christmas tree sure. on and like I'm in this glow you know and I'm like uh and a part of me is like oh I'm so glad I I'm partially glad I didn't see lady bird in the theater. Cause now I get to watch it at night, like in my yeah. warm home with the Christmas lights. And like, I think I like lady bird even more now. Yeah. Uh, the, that's the other going day I watched,
0: show. I watched the sisters brothers with my, with one cat on my lap and the other curled under my Christmas tree. Oh yeah. And it's like, Oh Cats yes. love Christmas trees. What was that? Cats love Christmas trees. Ah, the best, oh, the best. It's like, it's <laughs> one of my favorite things of, about Christmas is that I put up the tree and Charlie will immediately go and curl up under it. Yeah. Oh, so cute. Um, it's, a, it's a present you get every year. Exactly. It's the yeah. best present I get. Up until I got this amazing Riddler Christmas tree <laughs> ornament from Adam.
1: Um, but I, think, I, I do think that's part of, I think what you're talking about is exactly what it is. It's the juxtaposition. Yeah. And that's part of what, uh, what Christmas is. But also, there's the thing that I think I had to get over. Oh, I went through a period of not really liking Christmas. Right. Um, and not liking a lot of holidays because i didn't like the forced cheer, mm-hmm. and so I think sometimes not sometimes I think for a lot of people, a lot of the time being alone on the during the holidays is worse than being alone on a not holiday day because right. there's this expectation and yeah. this pressure. Do you know what I'm saying
0: well, and the pressure isn't merely to be upbeat but hey it's a time it 's a time when we all gather together it 's like well there's just one of me I can't gather together and yeah since that's what these holidays are all about, then what is even the point? Like I'm by being alone, I am failing something, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so that's, and yeah, the idea of loneliness and isolation versus togetherness is a big theme of a lot of these movies.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't think those are the ones I, well, one that leaves to mind that's like that is kind of a cheat cause it's not actually a Christmas movie mm. as much as it's a new year's Eve movie, which oh, is okay. the apartment. But that's oh, also yes, a movie absolutely. about, it's a very sad movie <laughs> about loneliness and the holidays. Very much so. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I think a lot of the ones I thought of actually weren't necessarily, um, like that. I think there's a, what I, I focused on a lot of the bittersweet. Sure. A lot of, um, here's one. Okay. I'll, I'll admit I've never actually seen the movie. Meet me in St. Louis. Oh, I did. But I know the song Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Oh, it's such a wonderful song. And is is a song about there's the bittersweetness of like Christmas is happy and it's kind of maybe our one happy thing for a while. Mm -hmm. You know? And that's why one of my favorite trivia questions is that the popularized version of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas was Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas was um, recorded, I think, by Frank Sinatra. And he changed the line to what we know, Hang a Shining Star Upon the Highest Bough. Yeah. The line originally is, I think, till next year, we'll try to muddle through somehow. Yeah. Which is (laughs) incredibly sad, but also gets to what I'm what I'm talking about. This is uh, this is what we have to hang on to. And this means something. This is important because we're together and things are going to go back to being shitty right after
0: and I do think that there, I mean, certainly Christmas was a, a melancholy affair before World War II, but I do think that the idea of people being apart from their families mm. on Christmas, like, I mean, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas was was probably my favorite Christmas song for a long time. Hmm. But as time has gone on, I think I'll be home for Christmas, yeah. which certainly like, has a devastating final line yeah. uh, that completely recontextualizes the song that you've just heard. But, and it makes it a little bit sadder, but also kind of this idea of, of, of finding the warmth and togetherness of Christmas inside you regardless yeah. of where you are um and it's but it's 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 marvelous but yeah. um my favorite christmas song
1: is not so sad
0: it's the christmas
1: song specifically it's a good one yeah specifically not king cole
0: yeah um there are a number of christmas songs that i do not care for um there's simply uh,
1: having a wonderful christmas time
0: my least, her, my least song one. maybe of all time the one that i uh the song I tweeted recently about this, the song, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Uh where, which is a perfectly fine song in a lot of ways, but then there's, there's the, the lyric, you know, and mom and dad can hardly wait for school to start again. You know? (laughs) And it's like, go fuck yourself. I don't think I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's mom and dad can hardly wait for school to start again. It's that. And I was just like, Hey, look i get it <laughs> right but what kids running around all yeah. hopped up on candy cane Can't sugar. you at
1: least keep the 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 facade going yeah. for at yeah. least for the two minutes of the song yeah. that's um, funny i didn't no i did write um, down the a, one i like um uh as far as far as the cheesy happy christmas songs i like it's the most wonderful yeah. i like that song a lot uh, i, 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 I actually, sing it about Everything like <laughs> <laughs> anytime that's like, Oh, Ren fair starting up. It's the most <laughs> one. I like to do that to, to Natalie.
0: Um, I do like silver bells. I think that's a oh, pretty that's a good
1: one. one. <laughs> Christmas time in the city. That's an, yeah, that's, a. I right. uh, um, I think cause so much of our iconography mm-hmm. is rural or suburban. Yeah. Especially with like the chimneys and stuff like that. Um, I do like urban christmas
0: setting there's there's not that not as much of that at least in the songs meanwhile like jen and i were just in chicago and we did a, a, a photo shoot for our christmas card in downtown chicago and it was lights everywhere and it was amazing and i thought like this is so much better than anywhere else yeah uh at, at christmas time <laughs> um i will say there's a, a lyric uh, there's a song called the christmas blues um uh, it's probably been sung by a number of people, uh, cause it was at that time, but the one I'm familiar with is by Dean Martin. And there's a, a lyric that I think I've mentioned on the show before, but I adore it because it's just so, it's so, it's so sad. It's funny. Um, because it has, there's a nice reveal and says, I've done my window shopping. There's not a store I've missed, but what's the use of stopping when there's no one on your list? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that great? Uh, That's Uh, great, yeah. So, uh, but no, I do think that, uh, I mean, going back, I mean, what is, uh, what is like the, not the, not the first, but maybe the best known and certainly uh, a perennial Christmas favorite is just the Charles Dickens story, A uh, A Christmas Carol, which is I'm glad you remember, because last week we said we would talk about Charles Dickens this week. I'm glad you remembered, because I almost forgot. Well, that's, I mean, that really set up one of the big like the the primary formula, which is somebody either feels very alone or has isolated themselves from the rest of the world mm-hmm. and then they learn their lesson on Christmas
1: often by t- talking about the going back to the um try to model through somehow it's and because it's the same with the Grinch, obviously it's like these people have it so shitty. And yet they yeah. can be happy this one day. Yeah, uh, There's a lesson to be learned, but also um, it's maybe a little bit using poor people as a prop a little sure, bit. Sure. Um, the fact that the story is from Scrooged Scrooge, Scrooge's point of view, or Scrooged
0: is—that's probably right. his character's name. In Scrooged, is Scrooged, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just for the record, for you writers, Scrooged is not appropriate. Scrooge's is the way to go, is the way to go. Um, <laughs> that's right. Anyway. Uh, That was very stupid. Uh, But and with the Grinch, it's literally I am going to take away all the symbols of Christmas Mm -hmm. presents, trees, decorations. I'm going to take all of that away. And once that is gone, then you will be like me. Uh, You'll be miserable like I am. And then he just and then, you know, it's the discovery that no it's it is about togetherness and all that and so it's not the the, the who's down in whoville are not necessarily poor that's he true. makes that's them true. poor that's <laughs> essentially he steals all their shit uh yeah but they're but they're not you know they're not poor in but spirit yeah. but the uh tiny Tim uh, Cratchit the Cratchits
1: yeah am I saying that right yeah that's are, right uh, do you ever have that where the word you said a million times you're like that yeah how you say it um I only think of it
0: with the word Cratchit <laughs> <laughs> okay um they are poor they are poor, yes, and but similarly, they are poor precisely because of Ebenezer Scrooge. Like right. he has the ability a miser. He's a he's oh, an old miser. So mad at him again.
1: Someone <laughs> ought to teach
0: him a no, lesson. No, I, oh boy! Oh, I've got good news for you <laughs> and bad news for him. Um, but yeah, and so uh, but similarly. Um, in its own way, it's a wonderful life, which he is not Ebenezer Scrooge. He is not the Grinch. He's actually a very generous person. But he finds himself feeling alone, feeling angry, and wanting to isolate himself from other people. Like, he actually gets frustrated with with having so big a family. Uh, and eventually, he gets to a point where, I mean, I can't think of anything more inherently isolating than thinking of killing yourself and then thinking... I I wish I had never been born. You know, that is saying that is the ultimate, I do not want to engage with this world. Um, And so, and that's pretty dark. The Mm -hmm. idea that, that in this fun, Jimmy Stewart, Frank Capra Christmas movie, he's standing on a snowy bridge looking at the waters below being like, yeah, this sounds like the thing to do. Um, But, but yeah. And then there's, there's also this, uh, I, I know we're not talking about Christmas formula, but you can about the Christmas shoes. What was that? Oh boy. <laughs> I was listening to Pat Oswalt's bit about it the other day and man, it's funny. Have you ever heard his, Oh, his oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bit? very oh, funny. It's the best. Yeah. Um, I think someone, didn't someone do a, like an animated, like a yeah, YouTube animation I, mean, I was watching yeah. that. Yeah. And it's, and it's fun. But, uh, and just his version of God is just like, someone's unhappy on my son's birthday. Fuck that guy. Um, <laughs> give that kid's kid, can- that kid's mom cancer. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there, there is, uh, often a supernatural quality to Christmas movies as well. Like, ghosts interfere with uh Ebenezer mm-hmm. Scrooge, um an angel interferes with George Bailey. Yeah. Um and there isn't anything officially spiritual or supernatural in The Grinch. Um mm-hmm. it's it's just like this I guess one could say it's uh, there's an, this intangible quality of like when the who's all get together and just love each other and that kind of thing. Um but yeah, and so so those are those are uh, a, f- a few, and it's and I did not see was it Black Christmas or Silent Night Deadly Night that you saw?
1: Black Christmas is good. I've never okay. seen Silent Night Deadly Night. Okay. Black, Black Christmas is actually great. Okay, it's a really great movie. I don't know if it's. I guess it's sad. It is sad. Yeah, There's especially the like the first because it's a sorority house. They're all getting ready to go home for the holidays, or some of them uh, are actually going on a ski trip instead of going uh, home for the holidays, hmm. which yeah, is weird. But, like, there is a part where, like, the first girl gets killed, and her body's in the attic, and we know it, but no one else knows it, and her right. dad has come to pick her up.
0: Oh. Yeah, right? It's That's very sad, very sad. <laughs> that her
1: dad, uh, no one knows where she is. Her dad's looking for her. That's Bob Clark, right? Um, yeah. I mean, not the dad, the director. Right. Yeah. yeah. Who also did a Christmas story. Yeah. Speaking, but I wanted to bring up another director that you probably don't think of, but has a lot of Christmas uh, touchstones, mm-hmm. uh, which is Chris Columbus. Sure. So you've got Gremlins, mm-hmm. right, which he wrote, which yeah. is... Uh, you know, uh, a great Christmas movie, I think. Um, but then you've got the Harry Potter movies, Mm -hmm. which I think are, especially for our topic today, there's a lot of Christmas is not a a happy time Mm -hmm. for Harry Potter until he meets the Weasleys. Right. But, um, I think his, uh, I'm trying to remember because it's, we went crazy and we watched all of them. Oh, by the way, we forgot to say, Oh, indeed. Speaking of Christmas and Harry Potter, I did not even actually plan this. (laughs) Um, uh, all twenty gazillion hours, no, about twenty hours of our commentary commentaries um, of uh, all of the Harry Potter movies we did last March. We did the first four, watched them all in a row. Had guests cycle in and out this past October. We did the second four, watched them all in a row. Had guests cycle in and out. They're usually ten dollars per batch mm-hmm. for the holidays for you at, uh, at home. If you if you missed out earlier in the year. Um, or, or you've, been, you've been sitting on your ass not listening to these Harry Potter commentaries. $15 for all eight films. Again, that's a ro- it's about 20 hours of of content. I was going to yeah. say entertainment. I think it's entertaining.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. the visuals are, at least. Uh, <laughs> you, you can tune us out. You can just turn us off if you want and just you watch just, the Harry Potter movies. Just, just give us $15 right. and then watch the
1: Harry <laughs> <Yes>. Potter movies. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, those are all available. But uh, back to back to the... The Christmas part. Christmas is consistently a part of of those movies. In the early I mean, he doesn't go home the first year,
0: right? He doesn't. Yeah. In the second year, he goes to the Weasleys, or does Ron stay? I can't remember. Uh, Ron, I, I think Ron actually does stay behind the first year as well. Oh, the first year. And yes. Hermione goes home. Okay. Um, but it, that that is something that occurred to me is that that first one is the one that I'm I'm thinking of. Yeah. And that like he is finding his family, which is the Weasleys and Hermione and that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. at Christmas time, he's pretty much alone again. Cause everybody else has gone to be with their, like Christmas yeah. underlines that he doesn't, I mean, he has the Dursleys, but he's not going to go back there. And so like it underlines his situation again, yeah. which that he has nobody, which is a sad thing.
1: Um, and then I want to talk about one underrated Chris Columbus movie. And I'll tell you when I was, I was like looking up other people's, lists online is what i do often for research Mm of everyone do a list of sad christmas movies and i'd forgotten about this movie but as soon as i saw the title i didn't even need the scene described to me and i was like oh right and that's 1998's stepmom
0: oh okay yeah which
1: is a movie in which susan sarandon plays the ex-wife of uh ed harris i think right ed harris that's right um and julia roberts plays his new wife and they don't get along there's kids involved Mm -hmm. they don't get along and then they kind of do and then there's a I'm gonna get emotional to just thinking about it. But there's a shot near the end of Susan Sarandon watching Julia Roberts open Christmas presents with her kids. Yeah. And Oh yeah. The part I forgot to say is that Julia Roberts is dying of ca- or Susan Sarandon is dying of cancer. Right. And so it's her looking at her family with this other woman, but also knowing I'm not gonna be around. She's a good mom to like stepmom to them. Yeah. It's an incredibly moving. Yeah. I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. Uh, uh moment. And um, uh, one of the.
0: I honestly think stepmom is one of the more underrated chris columbus movies uh, out there well um, i think some of it might have to do with the fact that like i forgot that he made it uh, right. uh, uh until this moment um and yeah to go actually to home alone uh this brings in this kind of connects some of the stuff that we're talking about uh i mean he's the kevin uh kevin mccallister character is actually not unlike scrooge or the grinch or any of these other uh archetypes because yeah, his family is a bunch of assholes. Uh, but he's also, you know, he's kind of a little jerk. Look what he did. Uh Um, but, (laughs) well, uh, he's what the French would call les incompetent. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Such a disease. Um,
1: (laughs) the disease is that everyone our age knows that stupid movie by heart. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, but so like, and he, he wishes that his family was gone. Like he doesn't, he just wants to be alone. I mean, obviously, uh, and when you think about so to bring in other elements of Christmas, yes, it's about togetherness. But an aspect of of togetherness is being giving and putting aside your own desires and trying to be there for somebody else in some capacity. And so, and it's something that Scrooge and the Grinch and Kevin and v- these various other characters, like and and even George Bailey, you know, it's suicide. I don't mean to take what I'm going to say in the right context, which is like suicide is a self, I won't even say selfish. It's a self-focused act. Okay. It's this idea that what I am feeling right now is what I am always going to be feeling. And you're not able to see past yourself or your feelings. And, And it's not, and I'm not saying it's because you're a selfish person, but it's because where you are in that moment, it's very internal. It's very inward looking. And so, um, and so uh so when these characters like the lessons that they learn is not merely that other people matter, but also that you have the ability they matter and you have the ability to make their lives better, you know, uh, Scrooge, you have the ability to get to pay Bob Cratchit enough that tiny Tim isn't going to die, mm-hmm. and with Kevin it's yeah, your family still matters, and you have shown yourself actually quite capable of of growing up a little bit like you took care of the house and now you can actually be part a more active part of the family rather than just sort of sit back and hope that people do these things for you. Um, And so uh, which he's a kid, so it's a little bit more understandable. Um, And so I do think that, in our last episode, we talked about the idea of conflict movies being about conflict. And I think there are plenty of, of Christmas movies that are, that emphasize like the nice aspect of it, but the ones that stick with us tend to show how bad things can be. Mm -hmm. And that by embracing the spirit of Christmas, which is togetherness and self forgetfulness and that kind of thing, that things can get better. But it does mean showing the dark part of it, you know? Um, but uh but so and then of course there are the ones that are there are the stories that are just very downbeat charlie brown christmas is a very melancholy i haven't watched it since i was a kid it's i love it it's marvelous but boy it's rough stuff like he just he that's charlie brown though it is charlie brown no question about it um i definitely relate to the character um You know, and that's one that ends, it's, it's an interesting story. That's one that ends with Linus reading, you know, reciting verses from the Bible about the, the, the true meaning of Christmas and Charles Schultz was not, uh, that religious of a person, uh, but he felt very passionately about including this. And so actually the network that was going to air the, the special said like, uh, can we actually do something a little bit less religious? And he said, no, this is what I want. Hmm. Which is odd because he wasn't religious, but it was just, he yeah. felt like, well, this was hypothetically where Christmas st- began, so that's what we're going to do. Um,
1: I looked up, this has nothing to do with Christmas, okay? But just for, I looked up the first Peanuts comic strip. You were seen this? I think I have, and it's like <laughs> super <laughs> two, depressing. Two ki- right. Yeah, two kids sitting there, a boy and a girl, Charlie Brown's walking toward them. Over the course of the four panels, Charlie Brown
0: passes them. Yeah.
1: And the kid, the boy says, well, here comes old Charlie Brown. Good old Charlie Brown. Yes, yeah. sir. Good old Charlie Brown. And then Charlie Brown has exited the frame and he goes, How I hate him. <laughs> Man, I don't know. You, you and I sometimes talk about, because we've talked about comedy a lot on the show, about how comedy is an art form that doesn't necessarily hold up mm-hmm. all the time. We yeah. don't, no, no one's reading, you know, uh, uh, I don't know. If you're howling your head off reading Mark Twain, like, come on. Yeah. Uh,
0: But that's hilarious. (laughs) That first Phoenix trip is hilarious. A kid saying how I hate (laughs) him. Not merely I hate him, but just how I hate him. Um, So the reason that I brought up um, Black Christmas is that, you know, there are a handful of Christmas horror movies. Um, Yeah, there's probably a lot. Um, We talked about, you
1: mentioned Better Watch Out. uh, Was that last week? Last week, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And yeah, there's Black Christmas, there's Silent Night, Deadly Night, Silent Mm -hmm. Night, Deadly Night 2. Mm -hmm. There's also Silent Night Bloody Night, I think it's called. Okay. Um, I mean, even Gremlins
0: has horror elements to it. Uh, Uh, Krampus, I'm a big fan of Krampus from 2015. And that one really seems to, like, I feel like a lot of these movies are really just trying to say, like, re- like, hey, you know this wholesome imagery? Yeah. Yeah, it's scary no. now. Krampus, I feel like, actually is a Christmas movie. It incorporates uh, okay. a lot of the themes that we're talking about, specifically, yeah. like, how family can be a huge pain, and I wish that they weren't around, and all that sort of thing. It's a great movie. I love it.
1: um But, uh, well, you remind me of a movie that is... Cause I want to stick to the sadness thing. Sure. Cause I don't want to burn future topics. We right. have to do a Christmas movie, a Christmas episode every year. True, um, but it is like that That on the surface is like, Oh, they're just using this as juxtaposition mm-hmm. you know, for, for contrast. But actually it's a truly sad Christmas movie is bad Santa. Yeah. Um, I haven't, I haven't revisited it in a long time because I know it's like a raucous
0: comedy or whatever, but I find mm. bad Santa incredibly depressing. It is depressing. (laughs) Undoubtedly. Yeah. I mean, that's, that character actually tries to kill himself at one point in the film. Uh, and then when the kid that he's staying with that he's like conned his way into the kid's house, when the kid shows up and he has a black eye, uh, he, he postpones his suicide to go beat the shit out of children. Uh Um, and then he feels, and then he feels a renewed sense of purpose, you know? And that's the thing is, it is a very it's an extremely depressing it's unrelentingly depressing um but at the same time it still adheres to like the the formula where this guy at the end has sort of a makeshift family yeah um and it's very strange you've got was it lauren graham with her weird santa fetish um where whenever they have sex she just says fuck me santa over mm-hmm. and over again which is creepy um and Cloris Leachman, who's just perpetually on the edge of death uh there's there's Did you lo- see the sequel? I never saw it. No. Yeah.
1: No. I heard it was terrible. Um that reminds me this is a the uh, the idea of um your you mentioned with Harry Potter and now with Bad Santa the idea of a self curated family. not A biological family, but your own family reminds me of one of my favorite lines. And I this is not a Christmas movie. It's a a Thanksgiving movie, but home for the holidays. When Robert Henry Jr. Calls his husband and and who's having like a dinner party or something. Mm -hmm. And he says, how's my real family? Yeah. Uh, that's like kind of funny. And I think when I was younger, I was like the sort of iconoclast who couldn't wait to move out, move away from the suburbs and to the city. I was like, yeah, that's all I'm going to be. I I I've, I thought that was kind of a cool line, yeah. but it's very sad.
0: There's there's uh, a as I get older, I realize yeah. it's sadder. That like yeah, you've I mean the family you have, it's what you've got, and yeah, undoubtedly. Look, if, if Fast and Furious has taught us anything, it's that fantasy if family can be whatever you want it to be. Uh, that you can be your crew, you know, your, your car, your car, your beer. The grill exactly. These it's
1: are a, all things I picked up from Fast and Furious movies that I've never seen. Exactly. Um, I've only seen the first one. I don't think there was that much talk about family. What was I?
0: What was I listening to? Oh, <laughs> I think I was watching. Um, there's a YouTube series called Hot Ones where like uh, people come on and eat hot wings. I've never. I, I've heard people have recommended it to me. It's but very funny. I, yeah, it seems like it'd be uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable, watch. but because the people are often very funny, they take but their discomfort and they're hilarious about it. Who was it who brought someone to eat her hot wings for her and just did the interview? Oh, I don't know. I didn't, I don't think I saw that one. I didn't see I it skip, either. But I, I like, skip around. I like it, was to like, like, it was like
1: Cardi B or someone. Sure. Who might have that sounds like, about right.
0: Had like a bodyguard to eat the hot wings yeah. while she just did the interview. <laughs> on one hand I find that very funny yeah uh on the other I think like hey come on um yeah I just skip to the comedians and uh and I remember uh I was listening to Adam Carolla who you know putting aside whatever his politics are like he is just naturally very funny and he was saying like he goes you know oh, what I love about RG P. Henson that's who it was oh yeah I like that actually yeah. quite a bit now um but uh be Adam Crowley, he was saying, he goes, he goes, you know, the thing about Vin Diesel and, uh, in, uh, those fast and furious movies, like he talks a lot about the importance of family and he beats the shit out of people. He goes, no, I've known people that beat the shit out of people. They don't talk a lot about family. (laughs) I've known a lot of people that talk about family. They don't beat a lot, beat the shit out of a lot of people. Um, but yeah. And so, yeah, that line from home for the holidays is one where to to have him declare it actually is kind of sad, but I am almost positive that that is how most people live. They have their biological family who they have affection for, but recognize that I don't have a lot actually in common with these people. And then there are the people they hang out with who they feel infinitely closer to. Um, You know, even it's Christmas. So I'm going to talk, I'm going to quote the Bible here. Like there's it even, even the Bible references like the idea of a friend who is, Closer than a brother. Like it's not an uncommon mm-hmm. concept. Um but part of some of the Christmas movies that we're talking about is that, yeah, your family's not perfect. But they do love you probably, right. and you do love them, and there's something to be said for that. Um Yeah, yeah. Um I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Man, Home for the Holiday. I know it's not Christmas, Home for the Holiday is such a good movie. Yeah. Because it's, it's got that wonderful bit with, uh, uh, I almost said Dermot Mulroney. Damn it. It's Dylan McDermott. Uh, uh, and he's talking about how he goes to visit his, his family and his dad, like speaks in almost purely like golf terms. And he's like, I have no idea what to say to this man. And he goes, and then I realized my dad probably says, I have no idea what to say to my son. And it's like, yeah, I guess that's probably true.
1: Um, Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, um, uh, I tend to, I've gotten to a point in my life where Thanksgiving is for family. I, sure. We switch off Thanksgiving with my wife's family or with my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christmas is increasingly it's for me and my wife and, and some of our friends. We have a yeah. Christmas day, uh, tradition, which is just to go to a bar and play, yeah. play pool and eat popcorn. <laughs> There's a bar that has a popcorn machine. And there are certain friends who come and join us
0: Yeah, that's, every year. That kind of sounds great in a lot of yeah. ways. Um, yeah. Uh, there have been times when, like, last year, which admittedly, like, just was a very stressful time in general, but uh, last year it was just me and Jen by ourselves on, on Christmas, uh, and in some ways it was kind of nice, uh, because that's the thing, is as you get older... Um, You can sort of you can make your new family by getting married. Um, Something that tends to bother me is you know Jen and I have been together for a long time, and then there are people that say like, "Are you going to start a family?" It's like I already did when I got married. Like she is my family. Uh, What you mean is, are you going to have kids? Are you going to expand the family? Um, But yeah, it's uh, it's definitely. Christmas movies do tend to get me because of the emphasis on trying to forget yourself and your own selfishness and, and maybe even being (laughs) forgetting yourself in one way and being more aware of yourself and others and realize like, yeah, I'm no picnic either. Um, you know, not that anybody, but like uh, Christmas vacation is kind of like, like that as well. Um, which is a movie that I feel like isn't as, I don't like it as much as I did when I was younger.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Neither, neither do I. Um, yeah another one except when he goes crazy I enjoy that now more Um, I like so much so um, uh, the what the hell are you watching podcast for the BP Mm -hmm. feed just did an episode on Christmas vacation and I used as the header image my favorite moment from the movie mm-hmm. in which at the very end they're happy. And then like the cops break in and everyone freezes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you realize that <laughs> Beverly Angela's hand is <laughs> on Jimmy Chase's crotch. Yeah. I, <laughs> that, I love that so much. Um, I think cause as a kid, it seemed so like naughty or whatever yeah, to yeah. me. Uh, and
0: now I just think it's funny. Um, I mean, that's the thing is I'm married. I mean, anytime Jen and I are hanging out in any capacity, sure. her hand just rests that's, on my crotch. Obviously. Um,
1: but no, uh, another movie, speaking of Christmas comedies that I don't think are as good as I did when I first saw them. And I know this is divisive in the world of the internet. Oh, here we go. But love actually, I think oh, okay. I like less. Uh, every time I have it's been a few years since I've watched it again. There are a lot but, of people that have turned on love. Actually, I don't think Yeah, it's that I think it's, they're right. But yeah. there are also a lot of people who are staunchly defending love. Actually.
0: I will defend it. I don't think it's a perfect film by any stretch, but I do think that there's some good Christmas stuff in there.
1: Uh, I guess I don't know. I mean the the um, the the sad part, of course, is the Emma Thompson, yeah, uh, Alan Rickman thing, um, yeah, uh, and then of course also uh, Liam Neeson, who's the widower, yeah, right,
0: uh, and his son, who that's what his, that. step, his stepson, I believe. Oh, is that right? Yeah, because I think he married this woman who had this young son, and then she dies, and now he's. In charge of this kid, and they've been together for a, they've been around each other for a while. But he realized, like, okay, I do not have this buffer anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I actually like that story quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, I guess I like the sadder ones. I hate the Colin Firth one. Yeah. The Laura Linney one is. I mean, speaking of the idea of like choosing uh, family, like that's there's a there is a sadness but there, but she too, does make the choice. But I feel like it's too contrived.
1: It's too. It's too much trying to illustrate the point that you're making when it's like, no, it would have been OK for her to leave her brother or whatever. Sure. Right. For
0: a little, like no well, one's going to. One thing that I actually like about that story is there's a moment where her brother like hits her. Like in, in, cause he's, he's, no, he's that. mentally disabled mm-hmm. and there's a moment where he like, he go, I think he doesn't, he goes to hit her like clearly. And if she didn't stop him, he would have, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like, oh, this is like, this isn't just like a cute kind of this, the standard cute disabled family member that you see in movies. Like this is work. Right, but she still has, and and there is a, a certain tragedy, I think, to her story. Like, I don't think it's supposed to be hundred okay. percent heartwarming.
1: Um, maybe I should watch it again, but I might I'll probably end up liking it even less than I did the last time. It seems to be my pattern with love. Actually, is I fall a little bit
0: more out of love with it every time I watch it. The nature of the movie is that some of the stories are going to appeal to, you and some of them won't. Like mm-hmm. uh, Bill Nye yeah, is it. always fun to watch. Yeah, but also that there's uh, who's his uh, manager, Margotti. No, it's, it's I hate to say type. It. it's a, it's a type. Yeah. yeah. I forget who it is though. Um,
1: but also, uh, the, the, the Andrew Lincoln Kieran Knightley Chiotel for thing has not aged well
0: <laughs> at all. No, it's, it's like, it Hey, would seven. you like to see uh, a portrait of terrible friendship? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here it's you go. Stalking. Um, it's, uh, there's a lot going on there and it's just this thing of like, he, I understand the visuals like it's a good it's a neat visual image that he's holding these cards and stating this. It's like, yeah, the reason you're holding cards is because you're talking to your best friend's wife. And then and then when he walks away, he's like, he goes, I, I don't remember what he says, but something like like, all right, that's it. I've I've said what I needed to say. It's like, that's fine. Now she's just going to be haunted by it uh-huh. for the rest of her life. What are you doing? You monster. Yeah. Yeah. A horrible monster. Yeah, that's terrible. Jen has been uh, so bothered by that scene in the past that it has caused her to cry because she's so frustrated at the at that and the and at the notion that anyone would think it is a good thing. Yeah, uh, viewers or or the characters themselves.
1: Um, and I, the other thing, okay, I forgot another thing about to go back to the Colin Firth one. There's a there's a joke that's in so many movies that I hate, which is the like, "Oh, you want to marry my daughter." Here she is. Oh no, not the yeah, yeah, not the. Uh, I don't want to say anything mean. Like not yeah. the unattractive homely, one. homely, not the homely one. Yeah, the
0: the pretty one. Yeah, it's like, ugh, that's from like an animated Disney movie of the fifties, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. And it was just in I mean the fifth Pirates of the Caribbean movie they did the was same really? thing.
0: Really? Yeah. Well, I did just say Disney, so okay, yeah. that's it's acceptable.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, anyway. So. uh, I do think... I feel like, yeah, I, we, we can wrap up here. I I don't know what else you have on your list. I put Edward Scissorhands, which is a, sure. a bittersweet Christmas movie. Very much so. Yeah. I mean, you know, somebody gets stabbed. Yeah, and, but also... But he's a jerk. One of the writers' character always cries when it snows yeah. for the rest of her
0: life because of Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. And even and that's the thing is, uh, Miracle on 34th Street, I think, is an important one to talk about here because... You know, so many, and there, there are a few others. Elf is another example. Uh, the formula of like, there's the pure spirit. Mm-hmm. There's the person who absolutely believes in Christmas, believes in Santa, believes he is Santa, uh, and the world around them is sometimes not merely cynical and disbelieving, but sometimes aggressively so. And so, like, okay, Santa, you are going to be put on trial so that we can determine whether or not to put you in an insane asylum merry christmas <laughs> uh but again it it's yeah. it, it it needs to go that dark so that the triumph is a bigger deal um and like you said it's christmas is in winter i remember matt, uh, comedian matt bronger had a really great uh bit about christmas where he just says and he was talking about was it Oh damn, what is the what's what's the name of the song? I always forget. Jen loves it, but it's the da. Uh, Carol of the Bells. Carol of the Bells. Yeah. And so like he cited it, he's like that song's terrifying. Like <laughs> just listen to it. It's it's relentless. And he goes, he goes, Oh, why can't you just be happy? It's dark and it's freezing. It's already terrifying. <laughs> um and yeah, and so it's just uh <laughs> And what is it, uh, do you hear what I hear, which you sound, it sounds like a threat, you know? Yeah. Um,
1: oh, who had the, I remember, I can't remember who did this joke about, um, something about the, you can always tell when it's Christmas time because the open micers all think they're the first people to notice that baby it's cold outside is a creepy song.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it would, it would appear that society has caught up with them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, and so uh the idea that in the midst of like this very dark and dreary and uh I'm about to, I'm gonna be in Minnesota, so it's gonna be just oh. intolerably cold. Yeah, like three hours of daylight? What do they have there? Something like that, <laughs> yeah. Which in some ways is great for me. Uh but yeah, uh but the idea that as you mentioned, like you're you're inside where it's nice and warm and and it's warm in more ways than one. There's the warmth of of fellowship and family and that sort of thing. So so yeah, it is it's interesting how often these movies are dark or melancholy or or depressing. And I like that sometimes that the happy ending isn't always necessarily a hundred percent happy. It's more just like you get just sort of a glimmer of hope uh in, in these films. Now, admittedly with something like The Grinch or It's a Wonderful Life, yeah, it goes completely the other way. But yeah. but even you know, a Charlie Brown Christmas he realizes okay this yeah i mean the kids uh change his his terrible christmas tree and they say merry christmas charlie brown and they all start singing and it's and it's a nice moment it's a moment of solidarity but charlie brown doesn't change like Mm -hmm. he's still he might be a little bit happy today but tomorrow not so much but you know hey till next year we'll muddle through somehow
1: somehow. well yeah and also he's got a Beagle to go home to, and exactly. so do I at hey. this point. So maybe we should wrap this up. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year yep. to everyone! Um, and you can find us at Retention dot com. Uh, movie reviews this week. Uh, I know I reviewed by this by the time, time. By the time this comes Aquaman, out, right? I reviewed Aquaman, Mary Poppins Returns, Vice, and Destroyer. No, Vice and Destroyer are coming. I keep forgetting. Mm -hmm. No, they're probably up by this point, too.
0: Vice and Destroyer sounds like an album. Yeah,
1: yeah. Welcome to Marwin. Oh, okay. I'll have a review of that. I'll have a review of... I should have a review of Second Act, starring uh, Jennifer Lopez. (laughs) The... um, uh, I know nothing of this film. Yeah. Uh, I I'm, I always love to see the movies that come out in December but are not awards movies. Mm. It's a nice palate cleanser. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah,
1: I mean, like I said, I saw Mortal Engines. It was yeah. terrible, but I'm glad I went to see it. Um, but yeah, second act could not be further from the Oscar race, so I'm kind no. of looking forward to that. Um, all right, so I, I, I'm sure you can find those unless something has gone wrong all those reviews should be up on the website you can uh, email us at david at battleship or tyler at battleship com. you can follow me on twitter at davy pretension you can follow tyler on twitter at tyler pretension uh still no you're still on indefinite ide- hiatus for the more than Indeed. one lesson yes. podcast uh, tyler is now caressing the riddler ornament I was uh, trying to see if it would stand like up on its own. D'Angelo and she ch- ch- needs Chevy Chase. <laughs> ugh, ugh. I don't like that <laughs> image at all. Um, there we go. All right. Um, so thanks for listening. We'll get you next time. Merry Christmas.
0: Merry Christmas.